Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, as always, a treat. But today I have the CEO of Winning Coaching and Training. He's the co-host of Under the Noise with Kate Roberts. He's also a Supercoach Certified Advanced Transformative Coach. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Win Morgan. What's going on, my friend? I don't know if I've ever been introduced as the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, so I, thank you. <laughs> I can explain it. The legend is kind of like what I alluded to. Oh, it's one thing I think I've, I've consistently known about you, and that's your grounding. And coaching and supervision calls, just, again, the, the few experiences that I have with you, grounding is what always comes back to me. And that's kind of like the legend piece. So yeah, you the man, great guy. I love hanging out and talking to you. The, the piece I don't understand that's kind of woo woo is how in the hell you got to be a 49ers fan. Um, and then again, you're grounding. But I guess we start there with how did you become a 49ers fan? It was January of 1984. Um, so this was the end of the NFL 83 season. And the NFL had just started being shown in 1982 and 1983 was the second year of being shown, but it's the first time I ever watched it on the fourth station, the fourth TV station that the UK had, which was launched in 1982. And the reason it was launched was because of the Welsh language, because there was no Welsh language channel in the UK. Hmm. And as a, a native language, um, it didn't have representation. So as a result of this, there was a Welsh language station called S Pedwarak or S4C. And also to make sure that everyone had a fair crack of the whip, whether it was in England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, or the non-Welsh speaking um, population of Wales, there was a fourth channel called Channel 4. And a part of their offering on Channel 4 and S4C in Wales was American football on a Sunday night. A one-hour highlight show at 6, I think it was, between 6 and 7 p.m., and we had the previous Sunday's games. So I was watching this game kind of a little bit like, what the heck is this? But it looks fun. <laughs> and it was the San Francisco were playing away at the uh, Washington football team. I won't use the name that they no longer use. Yeah. And Washington were up playing at home 21 nothing, and they were the favorite anyway and they were going to go back to the Super Bowl and it was just all this and then the 49ers started coming back and I didn't really understand the sport but I got into the game into that game watching this highlight and I got a little bit enmeshed into it and they tied it up at 21 all in the fourth with about five minutes left and then Washington went on a drive and there was a few controversial calls there and they kicked a field goal to win 24-21. But I was hooked. I was hooked on the team because I'd really wanted them to win with that thrilling comeback. And I was hooked um, on the sport. 
The following year, the 1984, 49ers went 15 and won the first team to ever win 15 games in a regular season, won, won the Super Bowl that year. So I was so in. Is there anything else you would use to identify yourself or anything else you would say that kind of identifies Wynn Morgan? At peace with being human. Oh, this brings to mind right now. At peace with being human. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, I wasn't for a long time, so that's why it's noteworthy for me. I wasn't at peace with being human. Um, and I'd look at that entire sentence and probably be at least three things I could pick holes in um, previously. I wasn't at peace with myself. I didn't see myself as working in the same way as other people. I saw myself as totally separate. And, um, and while I was achieving a lot in my work life and in my career, I wasn't particularly happy and often miserable. Mm. Um, and fast forward now, maybe 11 years later, since I tripped over what Sydney Banks called the three principles, and more and more and more, I'm becoming at peace with being a human being. And I'm sitting here on the day of, as we were recording here, that's what really feels very true to me right now. Oh, I absolutely love that. And when you say it, it hits in a way that, that kind of makes you go, really all I would like to be is at peace with being human. So you mentioned being tripped up with the understanding as Sidney Banks refers to as the three principles. Talk to me about that trip up. Where did that take place? What happened? Well, a gentleman that you and I know very well, uh, Michael Neal. I first met Michael back in about 2005, 2006, when he was running NLP training. And uh, I was in people development and running training courses corporately and coaching people. And I wanted to progress my NLP. And there was, uh, there were two people running that course who I was very familiar with their names, who were very well renowned. And the third guy called Michael Neal, who I didn't think I'd ever heard of. I'd ever heard of before. And over the seven days of the training, he was the guy that I, I heard more than the other two. And I followed his career then. And um, he was doing some other things as he was progressing. He was talking about things slightly differently from NLP before. And then just after my 40th birthday or a part of my 40th birthday gift to myself in 2010, I booked myself a session in Los Angeles with him. And in my mind, I went there to be fixed. And effectively, he was telling me there was nothing to fix. Well, for a two week vacation in California, <laughs> with, with two football games, by the way, I saw the 49ers at home against the Seahawks in old Candlestick Park and against the Chargers down in San Diego when they were playing there at Jack Murphy Stadium. Well, in between those two games, I had a, a session with, with Michael. And him telling me that I'd come under a false pretense and there was nothing to fix, it didn't satisfy me at all. I did not enjoy the conversation. And yet, as I left his house that day, I said, hey, if you do that super coach thing again, in 13 months time, because it was too late for me to go to the one that was starting the following month in January of 2011. I, I'll come, I'll come if you do it again in 2012. And he said, okay. And in my mind, he was saying, 
I never want to see you again. Um, <laughs> please go away and don't darken my door. No, we we had we've reminisced about this session a few times since, and once at breakfast not far from um, his house, back in I think in the spring of 2016. And he said, oh, no, that wasn't my recollection of the day. You were just busy, but I knew you'd heard something. Mm. Yeah. And in my mind, it was, get out of here, doofus. But it, thankfully, you know, he was right. Yeah. And literally, Rob, that, that first half of 2011 for me and my business, and I, my business was in its fifth or sixth year at that point, it flourished. It not only flourished it exploded into really amazing ways and it and i hadn't realized how many made up things i had about the rules of my business that michael just challenged and said well how did you decide on that and i went well this, and he went, really <laughs> you do a just great impersonation of him too just so you know. <laughs> yeah go ahead i'm sorry but that was just yeah. funny <laughs> and it was in the august of 2011 that I was all in then on Supercoach and I, you know, I, I, I signed up there and then, and I think I booked my entire six months of flights from London to LA about a week later, as well as having signed up for the program. And I was all in, I was all in, but I have to say when 2012 came along and I was learning and I met George Pransky and Linda Pransky for the first time and didn't really get what the heck they were talking about. And um, Aaron Turner, and Mara, Gleason as well as then before she's now married and Mara Olson. I didn't really get what they were talking about and I didn't get what Michael was talking about. But I saw people change in front of my eyes. I saw the other students who were learning with me change. And as a result of that, I stayed curious and open-minded. And by the end of that program, I remember saying what I was grateful for in front of the entire class. I said, I know I'm not my thinking. Mm. That was the little thing I got from the six months. But for me, it was huge. It really was huge, given how sticky my thinking was and how sticky my thinking was about me. Yeah. So it, it really started to open up. And, you know, since then, it's continued to open up and gotten deeper with every conversation I have with uh, people who mentor and coach me and every single client conversation I think I've ever had. Oh, wow. That's so, so beautiful. You know, I remember just a little bit made sense in a big way, though. Like the one little slight shift I had was such a, a 180 from what I understood about life that everything else seemed very, very easy to accept. But that I'm not my thoughts. Wait, what? That was the, the explosion, the the um that the assumptions on which i live my life at that point completely changed well i don't think i'll ever forget the moment that that happened for you as i was watching right i was yes there. that's right you were there absolutely i was there with all the students that <laughs> right. super coach. and then it was what just happened because there was such this massive change in your physiology yeah um and a very confused and then happy face occurred so yeah. you had seen something really big that was fundamentally true at that point up until that point every dream or every audacious dream every out-of-the-box dream 
was still capped. And I never realized that until I went back and, and kind of started watching this. It's like, now to me, anything is possible. Whether that may take a long time to get there or not, that's all irrelevant. But anything is possible. You know, we're creating this all. But I remember thinking, oh, well, happiness will only be at this amount. Happiness is only contained in this part. Peace is only in this this month or this week or whatever. And everything else is turmoil and, and stress and hatred and anxiety and depressive thinking and insecurity is just normal and who you are and everything else. And man, when that when that got turned upside down or inside out, as we say, everything looked completely different, mm. like everything. So, but I, I, that's a, actually a very good, good pivot point for us because you had a flourishing business before, or at least a business that was successful. Um, and then this shift, mm. then the flourishing and then the settling in kind of now you know, current to date, given the pandemic and everything we've been through or whatever, what does it look like to be a part of winning training and coaching? Like, what is it as a client? What does it feel like? As a client. I th I'd like to think that what people would say, whether they are one of 150 people on the group call in their company, or what or a one-to-one -one, and we're having our 50th session over a year and a half i'd like them to to still appreciate the warmth and the love i have towards them and the well-meaning that i have towards them and and if they ever lose hope they can borrow mine for a bit and the reason that's come up with two people in this past week they were a little discouraged in their current way of seeing uh, how we work as humans and, and how they were relating to their experience right right now on a bigger level though the one thing that I really love looking back on with clients is to see the impact working together has had on their life and their work. Mm. And I, and I would pride myself, let's say it was 12 years ago, I'd go back to organizations. Let's say I've run a negotiation course and I'd go back as I always do say 10 to 12 weeks later. And I'd ask them, okay, what did you say you would do differently from the training? What have you done differently? And what's been the results? And they were pretty good then, okay? Really good return on investment. But the other thing that I noticed at that time was what was behind the change in those people wasn't implementing the behavioral stuff that I was talking about. It was something else. Yeah. So now in focusing more on the something else, there's an awful lot more leverage there. So I'm blown away by the change in the impact it has on business results. And how much more settled down and at peace with themselves people are. Man, it's almost like, this is like, I'm only gonna use this because I'm talking to you, but this is almost like Steve Young and Jerry Rice easy. Because 
what I'm hearing you say is you you help them get under the noise. Yeah. Which is by coincidence or maybe not the title of your podcast that you co-host with Kate Roberts. Yeah. Shout out to the beautiful Kate Roberts. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. What's that been like? Just the, the conversations yeah. and and pointing to under the noise. Steve Young to Jerry Rice, really easy. <laughs> Joe Montana to to Jerry Rice from mid-season in his rookie year. Very easy. So Kate and Kate heard me do a supervision call online where I was um where people would listen to a coach and their client recording. And and then I would coach the coach. And then the other observing coaches would then ask me about my coaching of the coach and my supervision and what I saw as a mentor to that coach. And Kate heard it and was listening. And and the reason this is quite fresh in my mind is that this came up in a conversation with a guest on our podcast. We did a recording last night. So Kate was regaling this person of the story. And effectively, she said, there's something in this coaching that is very different from all the other coaching I've heard of. And I feel really good. Kate and I then started swapping messages and we jumped on a call, I think, in early of 2020. And and then we kind of formalized working together for three months back in the summer of last year. And then after that was done, I looked at my phone at some crazy hour at maybe 3 a.m. my time in the UK. And Kate had sent me a message. And, you know, I'm looking through my phone. I know I'm not supposed to, but I don't care because I'm not making up any rules about my life. Thank you very much. And and she's podcast. And I'm thinking I've been asked to co-host podcasts before at least twice, and it's never felt right. So I instantly was kind of like withdrawing from it. But as I still read with my bleary eyes, the phrase under the noise was somewhere in the message. And I went, oh, oh, there's something here I'm, I'm in, but I'm going to, I'll read it properly when I'm awake and I had my first cup of coffee of the day. And I then wrote back to say, yeah, let's call it under the noise. I'm in, let's just do it. And um, so we started recording late last year and we started doing the release of them. They're out every Wednesday. Uh, we started in January. Absolutely. So a similar kind of time to yours, to this. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember when I got a chance to spend some time with you two, yeah. it was like, oh, wow. This is, this is real. This is different. I loved it. I, I loved it. I loved both of your energies and just, just the way you communicate. So it was a, it was a fit. Is, we had a ball so, with you. We had a yeah. ball with you as a guest when we did that. It was so much fun, Rob. Uh, I, I enjoy it myself as well. Because I again, when you're when you're talking to people who you genuinely love and and you know it's something, it's so easy. Mm. You know, it's so easy. Um, pointing back to what you say at the beginning was I didn't have that when I wasn't at peace with myself. Mm. To now know somebody across the world that I've that if he calls, I'm going to pick up like that kind of connection. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just amazing to me what I would like us to do. Let's let's speak to the world. 
I, I usually just speak to the community, but but I want you to speak to the world, <laughs> the whole world. Um, and however long you take, it's that's on you. Um, and whatever you talk about is on you. Um, but what comes to you when I say that the world is listening and they really want to hear what you have to say? Well, what comes to mind is a realization that I had a while ago, but I didn't have words for it until maybe two years ago when I was giving a talk. And it was for a long time, I thought there was something wrong with me. But the only thing wrong with me was I thought there was something wrong with me. I'd start there. Because literally, what we think does not make it so. And it doesn't mean that what we think is an enemy, what we think, the fact that we can think and imagine and put what we can imagine into form is what defines us as a species. In all the great ways and all the ways that we would wish we hadn't, it's still that creative force. And at the same time, what's innate and born and a, a literally a birthright to each of us is the feeling of home. Yeah. And the feeling of home, it's a kind of a dichotomy here, but the feeling of home takes us amazing places because home is not only where the heart is, is where we always are. And the feeling of being at home for me has shown me things in life that I did not think possible. And made changes in other people's lives that I'm constantly touched by and often have to pinch myself when I'm either with them in person or more these days on a screen that they wake up to their homeless too. Mm. They wake up to their homeless and literally more than okay. And that's all of us, whether we think it or not. There, there's something else that comes to mind because I think a lot of us hear that kind of message in many different guises, whether it's on a... Um, a well-intended motivational poster on an office wall or in a greetings card or in our daily um, affirmations. But the bit that changed it for me from it sounding like a nice idea to a fundamental truth that I've noticed that for myself, it's gone from, I like the idea of it in my head, but I don't really believe it. I don't see it as true was I had to take a look to see what else I had made up that clearly wasn't true. I had to see the fact that I felt at home on a plane, crying my eyes out because of a relationship that just finished the day before. I felt at home, doubling over of pain with gallstones, the, the morning before um, having 
exploratory um, camera work to figure out what was up with me mm. and laughing at myself. And I felt discomfort because of my relationship with my thinking at the time and, and having other emotions that don't make sense in the context. I remember being sad on a yacht that I had chartered, being on the deck with my closest friend in the world and feeling sad for a moment and then realizing that was okay because I can feel sad anywhere because sadness doesn't come from the yacht or from her or from Honolulu or anything. And of course it passed. Mm. But I had to look and see that for myself before and therefore it became a realization as opposed to a nice positive idea it became what I noticed is fundamentally true for me as one example of a human being. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.